Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's go, let's go, come on. Let's be clear. Shrine of duty. You're being interviewed today as a witness, not as a suspect. The official, unofficial podcast. My team will get to the root of anything. Shrine of duty. Hello and welcome to Shrine of Duty Quarantelli episode number We don't have a clue Seven oh, stop. Seven I think it? it's seven I think I think it's seven But it's it's week 107 Yeah it's week 107 And it's the mi- It's June guys It's, it's June Brendan, say your name oh, but, uh, Hi I'm Brendan I'm Hannah And I'm Rebecca I think the prompt is now also a thing Like every week Like do we, like I have to be prompted So like that's yeah. part That's part of the intro now <laughs> Well, like Hannah's in a car and you're in a wardrobe and I'm in a, in a makeshift home office. Like nothing's normal. Well, I see your goldfish in the background there. Oh yeah, Jillian's over there. Look at her guys. We're on Skype, Jill. by the way, for people who are listening. We're on Skype so uh, we can see each other, which makes us enjoy this a lot more because it's it feels like we're all in the same room. It does. There's Jillian. Hello, girl. And come here, we probably must explain our absence. Oh yeah, we must. There were some technical difficulties. It was also very sunny. Yeah, sometimes technical difficulties sound like a lie, but like we were genuinely ready to go. We had loads of stuff lined up last week. It was 35 degrees. I was sitting in a black car fearing for my life (laughs) temperature. It was roasting. Um, And then it just wouldn't work. So it actually worked out for the best. Yeah, it did. Nice Um, and damp today. Yeah, it's, it's less hot for you to be sitting in a car. Yeah, like I literally couldn't string a sentence together last week. Like God knows what would have happened on the podcast if it went ahead. So guys, I've missed speaking to you. When was our last episode? It wasn't a month ago, surely. No, it it was was probably two weeks. Probably three weeks weeks ago. Three Three weeks ago. Yeah. That was brilliant. Was so interesting, and like I follow him now, and I love all the stuff he puts up, and I just really feel like he's, you know, he's a friend of the podcast, guys. I was just about to say, do you think we can call him a friend of the podcast? Oh my God. Well, actually, last week when I phoned both of you on Skype when we were trying to record, <laughs> Rebecca was like, <laughs> Rebecca answered, she's like, I think Victor's on this call. And I was like, oh, I, di- I just did the last group dial that we Victor's had. Victor's phone would have been ringing. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I just hung up really quickly. I don't I remember afterwards when um, he hung up and like we stayed on to like say how nice he was and how stunning his house was because we were on Skype him and he was in a gorgeous room but like his name was still at the bottom of the call we were like oh god <laughs> <laughs> like he could have just popped back on I mean we said nothing but nice things um, oh, yeah. so it's been three weeks since we gathered so who's been watching what will I go oh go Mm, I've been watching loads, guys. Um, finished New Girl. I'm really glad I left that phase of my life. Well behind. done. Thank you. It was absolutely brilliant. And I cried in the last episode, but it meant I could move on. So I watched two and a half episodes of White Lines, which I heard was honestly one of the most appalling shows ever written. Like people were texting me like, hey, <laughs> this get made and this is a joke. And so I had like absolutely no expectations and I quite enjoyed it. Anna, so, Anna, you have to agree though. It is, it's like, it's good, bad or bad, good. Like it's muck. I, Brenton, I've watched worse muck <laughs> than that. I think I was, I think I was honestly expecting like nearly a parody of like a yeah. cr- the crime genre. So I think I was so like pillowed into what to expect when I went in. It wasn't as bad as I thought. So I'm getting into that. Now, Hannah, it does, like, all I'll say to you is you've seen two episodes, right? I absolutely loved it, but it gets crazy. It's like... 
it have gets gray. Finished, finished it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate okay. watched it. Like I hate watched it. But I yeah, kind of I, I enjoyed it and I kind of liked the last episode and I was definitely there for uh Boxer that his character loved him. Gorgeous. Um, but yeah, there was loads of bits like <laughs> like first of all, so it's they make a big thing. It's all about Abita, Abita, Abita. And then they film it in bloody Mallorca and you don't get any like don't like at least get a drone and give me some panoramic shots. Bring us do, you know the Pasha. What, do you know what I mean? Give me the exterior mm. of some club that looks recognizable as a beta, and they didn't do that. Also, they flash back to 1996 quite a lot, and they play songs that were not out in 1996. And I'm like, what? Like they're on this I'll house party in thing. Manchester, like dancing to like something from 2019. The one thing I can't deal with now is when the sister speaks directly to the camera. I know that she, it was like yeah. this trick that they were doing where she was on FaceTime, but that made me want to like, like crawl inside myself. Like He reminded dog. me of Carrie in season one and two of Sex in the City when you were like, what are you doing? Like the old episodes, Carrie used to talk to the camera and it was diabolical. Yeah. The, yeah. Like it's a really, it's a rare <laughs> television moment when you can break the fourth wall and get away with it. Um, and not in a serious drama. I don't think it's the place. So I watched that. I watched Brassic in a week. Um, I have to say, I think they obviously got a huge budget for season two. Like the wardrobe, Joe Gilgan, Jesus Christ, every outfit that man wears needs to be in some sort of ASOS like edit. He looks absolutely incredible. Um, I thought the writing had like upped its game. I thought the storylines were better. I not even better, just like next level. Yeah. Um, cried, laughed. I just thought it was absolutely amazing. I'm so glad it's getting the budget. <laughs> deserves and already renewed for season three so couldn't have loved that anymore did we tell you that we interviewed Damien Maloney who's in Brassic a day after the three of us interviewed Victor Jenkins and he told us that they go to the gym together oh my god no No, this is the weirdest moment of all time we were like oh chatting to him and we were like oh yeah like the split and he was like yeah the casting director and I was like is that Victor and he was like do you know Victor and I was like yeah we interviewed him yesterday we're like hon we were on FaceTime in a sitting room yesterday yeah and he was like yeah we go to the gym together and we were like this is mad so weird I'm trying to not be screechy because it'll be so annoying in the podcast but like I'm on a screen that's outrageous (laughs) we were howling also didn't realise you guys were the ones that told me that he was from Dublin. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to pick his accent out in Brexit. I think he's, he's from just, Kildare. Lawless, so fair play I think he's from Kildare, is oh, he? Oh, sorry. I think he's from Kildare. That he's yeah. Irish, that he's yeah. not. Um, you, have you watched Game Face yet? accent. No, no, it's on my effing list and I really will get around to it. Yeah, it's um, so I read the book Little Fires Everywhere um, for my book club. Can I borrow that book or is it on a Kindle? And I promise after I started it's on a bloody Kindle, but I could give you my Amazon login. Look, we'll deal with this offline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, have, like, you'll read it in like three days. Uh, you'll read it really fast. And it's that. Oh, Hannah, your line's a bit dodged. We're losing you, hon. Oh, Brenda, sorry. I thought it was just me that no, we were losing. No, 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 no. <laughs> She's gone. Are you back? I'm back. Oh, you're back. Oh, you're back. Brilliant. Guys, I stayed on the Wi-Fi when I was out in the garden. I should have gone on to the 4G. I oh, fixed yeah. it now. That's all right. Great. <laughs> um, so, come here. You read Little Fires Everywhere? Read Little Fires Everywhere. And then I left watching the show as a treat for when I finished it. I didn't want any of my, like, opinions of the characters to be affected by, like, who was cast in the show and stuff. Yeah. So, I've just started the show now. They have changed a couple of things. I think Kerry Washington, who I obviously love, I think she's a little bit older than the character in the book. So that's jarring with me a little bit. But other than that, I'm really enjoying it. It's a really good mystery. And obviously, Reese is amazing. What's it about, Hannah? It is about two families. So Kerry Washington plays a character called Mia and her daughter Pearl. She is an artist. They live out of her car and they sort of travel all around America and they'll do a short-term rental in a state. She'll work on a series of photographs and once she's finished with the series, six or seven months, they'll move on and that's the life they've always lived. And then it's Reese Witherspoon who is playing a character that's so similar to Madeline. Oh, really? Um, they live in this town called Shaker, which is actually a real town, and it's where the author, Celeste Ng, is from, who wrote the book, and it sounds insane, like Stepford Wives, like they measure the, the length of the grass, and, oh, wow. you know, everyone that goes to Shaker gets into these incredible colleges, and there's all these 
insane rules and your house has to be like there's duplexes but they don't advertise them as duplexes so it looks like all the houses are filled with rich families like these crazy rules anyway she's rich and she ends up renting out her rental to Mia and both of their families cross over and then lots of things ensue like relationships and sort of issues like that they've actually cast um in the book it's not expressed that Mia and her daughter Pearl are black but they've cast two black actors obviously Carrie Washington not sure what the daughter is called in the show yeah Yeah, that obviously brings in a whole other section of issues that they have with Reese Witherspoon's character who's like very ignorant and privileged and just white and um yeah it's really good it's interesting but basically it starts off with a fire so um Madeline or Reese Witherspoon's house burns down to the ground and you don't know who does it and then it goes kind of back Wow, okay. Yeah, I definitely, I want to read it and then I want to watch it. Read it and then watch it. That's exactly what I'd recommend. So far, the book is better than the show. Now, we must say that we have a really, 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 really interesting interview coming up. uh, Yes. In a a few minutes. Reb, do you want to tell us about it? Um, Yes, we're going to be speaking to Emer O'Shea, who is a very close friend of mine and friend of the podcast as well, I'd like to say. She is a a long-time listener of the podcast. Um, So Emer works in... TV and film. She is a production executive for Element Pictures. Um, so she has worked on everything from The Favourite to Room, Oscar-nominated Room, to most recently Normal People. So we're going to be chatting to her all about her job and the behind-the-scenes goss. Love Dublin a bit of Murders goss. also, isn't it? Dublin, Dublin Murders, Murders well. yes. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. Our fave. It's like we've been holding back. It's like she's been such a perfect person to yeah. interview and an incredible connection, but we were just waiting for the right moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're going to be chatting to her very shortly. Chatting to her in a few minutes. Uh, what else have you been watching? I think that's my lot. That's your lot, is it? I think so, but what I will say is um, Sky have launched a new channel. If you are a Sky viewer, you can kind of access it in the back end of Sky. It's called Sky Documentaries. Oh. And it's basically just a place where they've curated or collected all their documentaries. And I had a flick through last night. There's, I'd say, well over 100. And holy Jesus, there was about 80 that I already want to watch. Now, have you, because I know it's there, because I've seen it on Now TV, so same, same. Have you ever seen The Jinx? Absolutely, Brandon. Yeah, okay, Grant, we probably had this conversation, but it's always, it's my number. Whenever somebody looks for a documentary recommendation, I'm like, The Jinx, it's the first. It was the OG one. true crime, oh, wasn't it? My like, God. making yeah. a murder and everything was way out. Like, The Jinx was. I must watch it again. The man's eyes. The man's, the man's eyes, eyes are just fucking. But you black. know that he put contact lenses in to make him look doe eyed. Yeah. Yeah, made, to make him look like Bambi. He, to make him look doe-eyed. He put these... No, he looked like death Yeah, they, they, he did. I don't think he got the desired effect. So the juries would fe- <laughs> they'd feel they would feel sorry for him so and think that looked, he was like, innocent. Basically, he wanted to look like Puss from Shrek. Puss and oh, Boots. No, boy, Puss and Boots. Boy, you got it all wrong. How yeah. did you convict Puss and Boots? Maybe if he put a bit of mascara on. I don't know. <laughs> like the pupils. Than... He looked like he was dropping yolks all night. Do you know what I mean? They were huge. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, and you know the bit in the bathroom at the end. Oh, we'll stop. leave it at that. Stop, 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 but... stop, stop. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Chilling. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Brendan, what have you been watching? Um, I also watch White Lines. I like. I, I loved, hated it. Loved Boxer. I actually was really interested in his character. Oh, also, they've like commissioned a season two, haven't they? So that's happening. Yeah, apparently <laughs> they were scouting locations <laughs> before the pandemic. Yeah, scouting um, locations, not yeah. in Ibiza. But guys, the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. You know, all I do, it's been sunny in Ireland for like the last, I don't know, month or two since the quarantine started. Yeah, the weather's been, been unbelievable. I sit out in my garden and blare the White Line soundtrack every day. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon my neighbours have small children they must be like what's wrong with her <laughs> it's like those views are the reason they think they're coming back for season I know. two <laughs> it's that engagement yeah. but like the soundtrack is the soundtrack is great yeah phenomenal uh, so Dave, the guy the guy's the guy from um, Unforgotten Season yes! yes yes which I scream at he's a brilliant actor gorgeous yeah yeah Yes, yeah, so did White Lines. I've done a couple of episodes of Selling Sunset, but I've realised that the reason that I was so hooked on season one was I was dying to see how the mansion finished when it was built. And then they showed you that in the first 30 seconds of the second season. And I think I've done two or three episodes. Uh, it's just not holding my interest. 
it's, you want a grand design. Yeah, thing. you want a yeah. heist program, but like, <laughs> yeah. The, oh, why is sorry? My laptop charger just needs to be charged. This is very um, unprofessional. Brenton, have you watched <laughs> the world's most extraordinary homes? On no, Netflix? I yeah. haven't, and I think you've told me about this before. Yeah, I have, yeah, you have. I'm, I'm I must watch the face it. Telling people yeah. about it, and it's as if, <laughs> it's as if you won't love it. Like, just watch it. It's yeah, no, I will. Show. I will. I, to be, like, to be honest, I really haven't been watching much. Like, so I did White Lines. I've done two or three episodes of Selling Sunset. <laughs> And I've just today, <laughs> so for the purposes Rebecca of people listening who can't see the video, Rebecca is now rearranging her home office. <laughs> She's under the desk. She's on the floor. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying floor. to charge this laptop. This is very unprofessional. Keep going. Um. So, uh, yeah, so sorry. All I've watched is White Lines, uh, one or two episodes of Selling Sunset, and I've just started the Jeffrey Epstein documentary today. Now. I watched all four episodes. Oh yeah, Hannah, I watched it the weekend. What did you think? So I thought that I'm not really into watching stuff like that. I love a documentary, but when stuff is so gross and so dark, yeah. I'm just like, no. But um, I really enjoyed it. I watched it all in one day because I was kind of like, I want to watch this and then move on and not be dwelling on it or yeah. dreaming about it or whatever. Um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm only just, I just started uh, episode two. But um. Like, obviously, I, I, I know, like, a lot about it, but I'm definitely learning bits that I, I didn't know. And, like... Yeah, I didn't realise really he was as prolific as he was. And then I think they did a really good job of really giving some of his survivors um um a platform. Yeah. So I found that very upsetting. Like, I bawled. I bawled. Day watching it. Yeah. 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 yeah, I watched that the weekend. Uh, I knew a lot about, like, I lo- read a lot of stuff about it, but when you actually watch them and hear hear the women speak and everything and kind of realise how many people were involved in everything. How many people. It's terrifying yeah. and a lot of questions that still haven't been and answered with like it. Even the way he recruited girls to recruit girls. It and was then, a pyramid scheme, yeah, like they said. they just felt like... Like and went after people who've been as abused well. as yeah. well. Like, but he yeah. went after really vulnerable people who didn't have any money, who had been through you know abuse before and everything. It's, yeah. it, but it is it's a it's a horrific watch, but it's a really important thing to watch. I think because yeah. a lot of the time, like the story just becomes about the the perpetrator and not about the the survivors. survivors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's I, that's me. That's what I've been watching. Uh, we're going to call Emer in a second, but quickly, Reb, what have you been watching? Uh, I watched White Lines as well. I absolutely loved it. Drivel reminded me of going on holidays. And True. like, I just absolutely loved it. It's exactly what I needed in quarantine. It's like complete escapism. Um, Shit's Creek, obsessed. Watch an episode every day at my dinner. It's gas. I didn't really get it at the start. Took a couple of episodes. Catherine O'Hara, iconic. Great fun. All on Netflix. And there is a final... I think there's an episode on Netflix for when you finish the whole thing and like they make the last season. It's behind the scenes documentary. I've seen people talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that. Um, and Selling Sunset, literally the hills grown up with real estate. What more could you want? Like there's eight episodes at the end of the series. They showed a preview for the next series. It's coming out on the 7th of August. Like <laughs> I'm going to have a viewing party for that because we'll be in phase five of our restrictions lifting and I can't wait. So I've been watching a lot of drivel. Um, apart from the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, I have been sitting out on my ass in the sun and reading books where the crawdad sing Same. changed my life. Yeah, I'm halfway, life. I'm halfway through, just over halfway oh, through that book. So beautiful. 24 um, hours I read it in, but I want to read it again because I loved it so much. One more show I totally forgot about, The Big Flower Fight on Netflix. Oh, I think me, yes, I haven't started it. Me and Craig it. watched it over a couple of evenings. Rebecca just reminds me there when she said so much fun. It's just really beautiful. I got absolutely trashed in The Guardian because they were like, guys, like the X Factor is people that want to be a singer. Like Bake Off is people that want to bake. What the fuck is this? Like it's people that want to, it's not floristry. Like it's, it's like oh. make a dress out of flowers or like okay. make a giant in, flying insect. And you're, do you know what I mean? It's, it's so ridiculous. Extra. So extra. There's so many flowers. The teams are all amateurs. I think there's one florist out the whole mix. There's like a father and son. He just likes gardening and the son just came along for the crack. There's like couples. There's two Irish landscapers who don't have a clue about flowers. So it's very accessible <laughs> and very fun and very camping over the top and like a really nice watch. And like Rebecca said with Shit's Creek, something you put on when you're watching your dinner or if you're just overwhelmed by the world right now and you just need to go to a yeah. happy place. Absolutely. Forget everything for a few minutes. I'm definitely going to watch yeah. that, Anna. And after I, once I go through Shit's Creek, that will be my next uh, 
would I call it a dinner, a dinner show? A dinner show. It'll fill that gap. It will be your dinner show. My yes. dinner show. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so we are going to now ring producer extraordinaire Ema O'Shea, hopefully. Uh, yeah, if I can remember her Skype name, it is... Oh, well, I won't read it out. But we'll have to take um, this out of the podcast. Yeah, just tell me and I'll cut it out. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now we are uh, joined on the line and in front of us, uh, Emer O'Shea. Hello. Hi. Hi, Emer. How are you? Hi, Emer. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, also great. Missing the sun now that it's gone in a bit. How's lockdown life treating you? It's okay. Um, Actually, it's better than others. I've been working throughout, so I'm very fortunate there. And as I'm sure you know, it was really busy with normal people originally. And then we had the excitement of normal people. So that carried me through a bit. And we still have quite a few projects. We were fortunate that we'd shot a couple of projects prior to uh, lockdown. So we have a lot of work that we can continue to do on them now. Um, and then just hope that towards the end of this year, we might be able to start shooting again. So Emer, what is it that you do? Please explain to the listeners. So I am the production executive at a film and television company in Dublin. And basically what that is, is project management across all of our film and TV productions. So I would get involved with projects in the late development stage when there's a script that's almost ready to be financed. We usually take a look at it then. And then I oversee it right through prep, shoot, post-production, delivery. And once we have a final film or a final TV series, I send it to distributors, broadcasters, whoever. And once it's on your TV or it goes to a film festival, that's my job done. So I would tend to work on projects for about a year and a half to two and a half years on average. Um, I could be working on up to six at a time. Wow. And then the day-to-day, the day-to-day is just, you know, it's different every day because you're working with different people all the time. Every project is different. So, yeah, it's good fun. But, yeah. It sounds like it's really busy. It is really busy. So people think it's really glamorous, but it's, you know, there's nice things at the end end of the line if you do get to go to a film festival or if your project does well and it ends up in awards or something like that. But it can be long hours. um, It can be stressful. You're constantly up against the clock. You have shoot dates. You have, you know, delivery dates. So it is, it's busy. Um, You have to be on the ball. And yeah, willing to put in the hours, but it's really, you know, worthwhile. It's really satisfying for me when I read a script and two years later, there's a film or a TV show in front of me. So yeah. Nice. Um, Emer, have you ever read a script for something and just known there and then that it's going to be like unbelievable? Like you've obviously worked on The Favourite Room, Dublin Murders, most recently Normal People. Like what's been your favourite uh, project that you've ever worked on? Um, it's hard to say. I think when you say when you read a script, it depends because, for example, with Room and Normal People, 
they were adapted from novels. So there was the original material. So you do, you know, we did know that we hoped it was, they were going to be good. So I think the example you used, the favorite, I knew was going to be incredible. And that was directed by York Santamos, who also did the lobster. And when I read the lobster, it was bonkers, but I just knew that it was something special. Um, and then my favorite project, I don't know, it depends because sometimes you could have really good material, but you mightn't necessarily get on with everyone you're working with. And then there could be something you don't like as much, but you just adore everyone you're working with. So it depends. I think the most special project I ever worked on was Room because it was quite early in my career. And I remember sitting down and watching it for the first time and just getting this gut feeling that we had something really special that, so truck that was amazing. Scene in room every time gets me yeah like it is yeah. so emotional mm. yeah but then even with normal people so you know daisy and paul who are the leads were unknown so we knew they were really talented but you never know you know how it's gonna go and i guess um the rushes after every day of shooting which is just the material they've shot each day so i remember last year Uh, just watching certain scenes and again getting that gut feeling and just knowing that this was going to be big and I was crying at my desk and this is when you're watching this just the same scene over and over and over and they're so on the ball the entire time that that's when I was like okay this is this is big I think that's when I started going around to everyone saying look out for normal people I think (laughs) we've got a good one here so and Eva you only just got that finish like finish filming because you were only in Sweden. Was it in January finishing up all those scenes? Oh, I was in Sweden in March. So basically uh, Marianne obviously goes on Erasmus to Sweden and we wanted to wait until there was snow there. So we knew it was going to have to at least be winter. And then Daisy was doing a play. So it had to be when she'd finished the play. So it ended up being March. So I went to Sweden just to help out with the the shoot and was there for four days. And I flew home on a Sunday. And on the Thursday was when Leo announced the lockdown. So we we got everything done in the nick of time. Um, I didn't realize it was that close. I'm so yeah, grateful like, that we had that show to watch during yeah. lockdown. I know, but w- one week later, and we probably wouldn't have been able to go because you're risking other people's lives, you know? Mm. It's not just, yeah. I wouldn't mind going, but you can't expect the camera team to go, Daisy to go, if, you know, their countries are telling them you need to stay inside. It's also so, really interesting that, like, I know it was probably just a couple of scenes, but that for such a big show that was being shown, like, across, like, three or four different countries at the one time, that... I would have expected that to be completely wrapped and done and dusted and, you know, yeah. ready to go, like, months in advance. Yeah, I know. It, it often depends, but normal people is always going to be a tight turnaround because we started shooting at the end of May last year and we knew that BBC and Hulu wanted it for April of this year. So that's not even 12 months. Yeah. And yeah. So that's rare. And it's, you know, 12, 30-minute episodes, so it's a loss. And um, so there was a strict schedule and yeah, I basically finished delivering the show, I think a week before it went on air. You the were so busy. Oh my God. Up so like, Emer, are you the person with the act, like you're actually sending the show to distributors? Like that is an incredible amount of pressure. Well, yeah. So it's obviously a team effort and we work with uh, post-production facilities where the editing is done and the post sound and the visual effects and all of that. And they create the actual files that each distributor requires. So they look after that. And then we tend to have um, another person who's called the post-production supervisor who comes in and helps us to oversee the entire process. So she would be very much involved with a lot of the technical side of things. But then a lot of the legal paperwork actually falls on me. So I was doing things like the clearances in normal people. So if you're, you know, there's a scene where it's Connell's room and you're looking at Connell and Marianne, I'm looking at all these posters that Connell has in the background thinking, you know, do I have a release for that? Do I have everything we need? Oh my God, of course. And, you know, it could be anything, clothing, anything they're holding, you know, everything And for 12 episodes. So I have to do all of that. And you can't do that until you have the the final episodes and know what's been used. So we're really up against it with that, but got everything cleared. So it's all good. Um, And then, yeah, just huge, huge amounts of paperwork that, 
brought us up to yeah Friday before it went on air. I think. Oh my god! And it's been such so, a huge success. Oh and so, Eber, do you have to get clearance or permission from? whoever owns whatever so say if they're wearing a branded top or if there's like a like you say a poster or a piece of art in the background do you need permission from whoever owns the copyright on that for it to be included um for a lot of things you do so any artwork you definitely would um and in general we do try to make sure that you, you know when we say for example we're shooting in a bedroom it's not like we just walked into that bedroom and shot there. Everything that, when you find the bedroom, you take everything out and then the production designer designs a new bedroom for the character and we put everything yeah. back in. So we should know everything that is on the walls and we should be getting clearance when we can. But if it was that you're in a supermarket and there are thousands of items all around you, most of the time we say it's fine. There's no, you know, no action is happening in front of the product. They're not saying yeah. this is the thing about the project or anything so as long as you're not speaking about it, it's fine yeah but if you had like coca-cola and connell's drinking a coca-cola you would need to get that cleared oh uh, so it's just yeah it I've depends heard that, um, i don't know if it's true or not but i've heard that apple don't will not give clearance for any baddies in tv shows or films to use any of their like phones or tablets that only oh the God. good guys can use them <laughs> i don't know yeah, if that's true I wouldn't be surprised. I'd say it is true. There's things as well, like you can't have someone smashing an iPhone on the ground and seeing it shattered. No, would you leave stuff? <laughs> we all know <laughs> that they happens. Don't want to, My iPhone's they, yeah, they don't want anyone thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, but for Apple, don't want people thinking, oh, their phone shattered that easily. Did Connell have a cracked phone or am I making that up? I feel like I saw something recently where one of the main characters had a cracked phone and I thought that was a cool um, addition. I thought it was Connell, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, um, obviously O'Neill's like signed straight away they were like absolutely stick him in our shorts thanks very much it's the best thing that's been yeah. done for the brand in a very long time well the, I think the interesting thing is no one at the time really knew like people would have heard of the book and they're probably like oh yeah we'll let him use our shorts that's fine and now they're like Connell wears our shorts <laughs> yeah, I want a pair of O'Neill shorts I haven't had a pair of O'Neill's since I was about 12 and now Plain I'm like Give me them. Um, Eber, what are Paul and, and Daisy like in real life? They are the most lovely people I have ever come across. They honestly are. They're so, oh, they're just so, such kind and easy to talk to. Um, but I knew they were going to be huge. Like, regardless, I always felt the show would do well, but I, I knew they'd be overnight success stories because they're so good and they're so talented. And they're also just, nice people and even though you sometimes hear that oh you have to have an ego to get anywhere in Hollywood and you, you don't you know the nice people get really far as well so yeah I just I think the world of them I think they're great and I can't wait to see what they do next now. Do you spend much time on set when you're obviously not in lockdown? Is that a big part uh, of your day? No it's not really so we would basically the shoot only goes on generally for kind of four to eight weeks normal people would different because we were making six hours of material but if it was a film for example it might only be six to eight weeks out of like I said I could be working on something for two years mm. so it's actually quite a small portion of it and um, so I tend to go to set on a couple of occasions but we have you know people that we hire that we call line producers or production managers that basically manage the shoot for us so do, we don't have to worry about the day-to-day -day because if anything's stressful it can be the shoot because every, you know, everyone's wanting questions answered, money is spent here, there, and everywhere, and you're trying to stay on budget. People are running out of time because it's really strict. Can't go over your ten-hour shoot days or you end overtime, and people have to be paid huge money. So, shooting it can be really, really stressful. So I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't spend be on set too often, but I do like to go down and see what's happening and meet people that I'm constantly emailing and speaking with. It's just always nicer to get to know them in person. And Emer, you've obviously worked on so many uh, amazingly successful TV shows and films. Like, what's been a career highlight for you? Like, have you ever had a moment that you're like, wow, pinch me, this is incredible? Um, there's, been a few, there's been a few for film, but TV, normal people, has definitely been it. So as you said earlier, we worked on Double Murders as well, but normal people was really our first time having a, a TV project that we solely developed and yeah. produced. Mm -hmm. So it's like our, our child, literally our child. 
so just to see it do so well and be so loved and, and really affect people and open up these incredible conversations about consent and mental health and kind of breaking down this stereotype of masculinity that we have is just incredible. I just feel so proud to have gotten the opportunity to work on it. So, uh, yeah, I think normal people is definitely a high and I'd be excited now to see, because I think it will open a lot of opportunities for us in the, the TV world, because we'll always be known now as the producers yeah. of normal people. Um, and amazing. who knows what will happen next as well with it. Hopefully it will go on and maybe... Do you um, think there could be a second season? I know you're probably going to kill me for that. Like, do you think there could be a season two? What about Dublin Murders as well? I have to ask this. <laughs> um, well, so for the moment, BBC greenlit Conversations with Friends, which is yes. Sally's other novel. So that's what we're doing next. And hopefully we'll be able to do it soon enough. It's just in this new corona world, we have to figure out how we can safely shoot again. So is that we'd like to get conversations. Yeah, hopefully in, in the next year um, we'll be able to, all right. Um, but it's still very early days at the moment. Um, so I don't know about normal people. I did read that Lenny said he'd, you know, like to revisit the characters in 10 years' time. Not that it would take 10 years, but, you know, that yeah. it would be them in 10 years' time. But it's just hard to know because we, we use the entire novel in season one, so you'd be starting from scratch. So yeah. we'd want to make sure that Sally was involved, but yeah. Sally is the busiest young writer now because she's incredible yeah so yeah it's, it's hard to say um and then what about double yeah, murders double murders hope, <laughs> hopefully fishing for the gossip <laughs> hopefully there's a lot of books that need adapting um but i don't have any news on it just yet anyway well, so to go back to your career oh, go, on, oh, go, on. Go, on, go on to go back to your career heights for a minute you have been to Cannes. The and, and the BAFTA, is that right? Uh, yeah. No, I went on your Instagram just to double check, to fact check. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to tell oh, oh. us all about that because it is our dream to be at the BAFTAs, rubbing shoulders with our favourite celebs. So who did you meet? What was it like? What did you wear? Give us all the gossip. So with the BAFTAs, I was invited to go because the favourite had been nominated for 12 BAFTAs, I think. Wow. Um, so that doesn't... Shit. It was a huge amount. That, and, you know, how often does that happen? So I went to the BAFTAs uh, last year, 2019, and I got to go with someone I work with, which was great, because it's always good to have a friend with you with these kind mm. of things. Um, so I actually found out I was going quite last minute and, like always, couldn't find a dress anywhere. Typical. So I ended, ended up getting one by Needle and Thread. You know, they, they're on, yeah, it's kind of the best I could do. The in the, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, it's the bastards. So I got a needle and thread dress. Um, they're over in London, obviously. So I got my hair and makeup done there. Um, went. What I have to say is what was very exciting is that Fox organized the car. First Fox was Searchlight Pictures oh, now. So they were Fox bought by Disney. But we ended up, they accidentally brought us to the wrong entrance so I ended up going down the actual red carpet oh, no. <laughs> oh my god so, yeah. where you belong so, my love so I got out of the car and Timothy Chalamet got out of the car in front of me and I was just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but there's tons there's tons of fans anyway so I went with the two people I was with we were kind of went down the, the red carpet and we were looking around, but there was no one there because they were so, so strict about who could go on it and all of the actual talent were talking to journalists and getting their photos taken. So I was there for like 10 minutes getting my photo taken by my friends on the red carpet. It's like, and all these fans behind me being like, who the hell is that? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, don't look at her. <laughs> Once in a lifetime opportunity. So anyway, went in um, and there was a... A bottle of champagne ready to go so we sat down took our seats and I have to say sometimes award ceremonies are not fun you'll mm. talk to a lot of people who say they do not like them but the favorite started winning and kept winning so I will say my experience at the Baptist was very fun <laughs> so it was so brilliant and I know a lot of the people involved really really well and um, just from working with the Orgus Lantimos for so long so I just had a ball and then was they, there a they goodie bag there, no, there's a goodie bag, I think, for nominees, but uh, not not for me. But there is a dinner after that everyone goes to. 
So it's like a dinner for about, I don't know, a thousand people. That was really weird. I actually, I had such a good time, but I found it so overwhelming because it's obviously not my usual scene. What was the mashed potato like? Like, what was the food like? The The food was nice, but but the night goes on for so long that I think I was eating at about 11 p.m. But I remember giving in in my jacket. Yeah, but it was the year of Bohemian Rhapsody, so Mami Malik was, like, giving in his jacket as well. Stop it! Amazing. You two yeah. play Salovey and Rami Malik just hanging Crazy. out. Crazy. Yeah, it's all, it's just so normal for all of them. So I was p- trying to play it cool, but was extremely overwhelmed by the the entire situation. But yeah, it was definitely such a highlight for me, such a treat after because I actually worked on the favorite for about four years. People worked on it for a lot longer than I did, but I was involved with it for about four years. So it was nice for the last hurrah. Yeah, to get to go and see it win. I think we won seven in the end, and you know wow. a lot of those I I know well. So it was just really lovely. That's amazing. Um, amazing. Um, well, you definitely it, deserved that as well. Your night out after all that hard work. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. Emer, come here. Tell us about the Emmys. Oh yeah. The, so the Emmys are the next one now. So again, we haven't really had any dealings with the Emmys because we're so new to TV, but. Uh, we had an inkling and Hulu kind of believed that normal people might be um, big and do well. So they asked me and a couple of others if we would apply to become members so that we'd be able to vote for normal people to be nominated. Stop so, it. That's yeah, so I mean, that's amazing. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, so, it's, so the there was a production executive branch so I did the application and you have to give your IMDB and your LinkedIn and all of this and I honestly didn't know if I'd be accepted because sometimes in the states because it's a U.S. company and the television academy sometimes the executives there there are you know CEOs like really the, the, the guys at the top so I wasn't sure if I'd get in but it was about Three weeks into lockdown, I think I got the email that said I'd been accepted. So oh that was definitely a You've had a great quarantine. Yeah, I well, yeah, it hasn't a been bad. TV been show a accepted on to the Emmys. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now what happens is I get to vote. So I I only get to vote for certain car- categories originally. Um, because I think the actors all vote for the actors, the directors all vote for the directors, and then once the nominations are announced, I get to vote for everyone. I think that's how it works anyway. Um, but yeah, well, we have to have you so back good. on to tell us about that. Holy Jesus, that's so exciting! It's crazy, uh, it's amazing. And it's, the crazy thing is, I don't know what's going to happen this year because the Emmys are always in September, and um, but just can't see people traveling to the states. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I don't know. I hope normal people get nominated anyway and we'll take it from there. I'm oh, I think sure it definitely will. will. Sure. Yeah. It'll do more than get nominated. <laughs> exactly, Brendan. And um, Emer, what are you working on next? I know you said conversations with friends. Is there anything else juicy in the pipeline? Um, I know that you obviously as well uh, produced Jack Rayner's short movie, Banya. Was it last year or the year before too? Are you working on anything else? Yeah, so I, I produced um, that was another lockdown special so I, I produced Jack's film we shot it in 2018 finished in 2019 and it went to the Galway Film Festival last year and won Best Debut Short which was great um, and then it was commissioned by Sky Arts so on Paddy's Day this year it was broadcast on Sky Arts and is available on Now TV now Brilliant. That was another bit of excitement because it's always nice sometimes when you make a short film you don't know if it's actually going to go anywhere so mm-hmm. to know it was going to end up on Sky Arts and that people would be able to access it on Now TV was amazing. So that was another bit of a thrill at the start of start of lockdown. Um, and then next up for us, so at the moment I'm working on a film called Herself that premiered at Sundance, which is why I was at Sundance earlier in the year. So that again is a Dublin set story about a woman who leaves a domestic abuse situation with her children ends up homeless and tries to figure out a way to possibly build herself a house because she can't get one due to the housing crisis in, in Dublin. Wow. So it's wow. a really nice film. Um, it was bought by Amazon when we were over in Sundance, which was so exciting. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah, it's, it's all go. <laughs> so I've been busy working with Amazon, which is great because I've never worked with them before, but they've been really nice. Because, again, sometimes when you're working with these big studios, 
you just expect it to be really strict and unpersonable, but everyone's been lovely. So it's been really, really nice to get to work on that. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully... Are you guys, oh, are you guys doing, uh, oh my God, Tomorrow Complete Ashling as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm are. so excited for that. Yeah, Emer, so. you must be up the wall. <laughs> I'm just like, my jaw's going to hit the floor here. It's like... So yeah, I, yeah we're, we're busy, but there's, I like being busy and I really like working on good projects that you know are going to be seen on an international stage, really. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I think, think of Irish films as just little films you see on you know, the local broadcast or whatever, but we're always thinking, how many people can we get to see these projects? How are we going to do it? Um, so, yeah, it's very... It's, it's been exciting and yeah oh my god what a complete asking which is just incredible and so exciting that's still in development at the moment so um it will be coming up though and yeah Amor, um, is that going to be a movie or is it a tv series it's a film oh wow yeah, oh my gosh i can't wait to see that same that's yeah. going to be brilliant and Emer and sarah are just so gassed the pair of them like i can only imagine any of the meetings that you've had yeah, yeah, exactly, because they're writing the script, which is amazing. And it's interesting that we're working with them, and then we worked with Sally, who also yeah. wrote for people, because it doesn't always translate. And same with Emma Dunne, who, who wrote Room. Sometimes novelists, writing a script is very different than writing a novel, because you can obviously go into such detail in, in the novel, and everyone's imagining it in their own head. But when you're translating it onto screen, you have to make sure it makes it makes sense for people in 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, yeah. whatever it is. Um, but they're obviously all geniuses that we're working with because we've been doing a great job so far anyway. Oh, uh, you certainly have. Irish writers, it's brilliant. Yes, yeah, and that's another thing that I, lo- I love that I get to work on international projects, but I also get to work on Irish projects and have Irish stories heard and seen and enjoyed and I always still feel so proud seeing Dublin and Ireland on screen so I get a lot from that as well yeah no it's amazing like you guys like like just some of the stuff you've you guys have produced is incredible like it's it's next level stuff thank you Oh, sorry, I told my screen pause there for a second. Oh, fuck, I was like, I'm gone. Emer, you are one of the most hardest working, humble and talented people I've ever met. And I'm so delighted that you joined us on the podcast today. We're thrilled to have you on, Emer. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Emer, you're absolutely fascinating. Thanks a million. And keep posted on uh, Normal People and Dublin Murder Season (laughs) 2. Oh, yeah, I will. And I love the podcast. I I, I listen and I actually watch the shows you talk about. So, got one big fan here. You're honoured. (laughs) And if you ever want to bring us to the Emmys, we'll clear our calendar. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I'll work in the cloakroom. I'll take the jackets. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll give the tickets to Eber, the did you, and the rest Eber, did you get to touch Connell's chain you know Connell's chain was not a thing during the shoot <laughs> do you know where the like, chain was, was bought where Where did the chain come from Brendan's the looking chain, for one do you not know the chain Brendan is from Argos is it actually from Argos <laughs> Yeah, the one he had on. It, co- it costs about 30 euro in, in Argus. I think it might be sold out. No surprises there. But, <gasps> yeah, because in the in the book, it says he has a chain Argos from Argus, chic. I think. Yeah, it's it Argus it, yeah. chic. It's one line in the book that Peggy says. One line. And like, look, and everyone's wearing chains. They look great in Between people. the chain and the gas shorts. Like, oh. Brendan, you're a new man. <laughs> <laughs> but if I get, I get so, I get so many emails about the chain, and after everything normal people has done for other subjects, I'm rolling my eyes, being like, seriously, you're still seriously. talking about? Can the we chain? talk about the consent, people? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked you at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Emer, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we've really, really enjoyed chatting no to you. Your problem. job Thank sounds you fascinating. So much for having me, fascinating. Miss you, Murmur. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you soon in person, bye. hopefully. <laughs> bye, bye. 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 Um, so, Sorry, like, what an incredibly just, fascinating person. Guys, I also get the impression that she is flat out busy. Like, flat out. Guys, the woman's a genius, is all I'm going to say. She's a reason why I have a degree. Like... <laughs> Emer oh, is yeah. a genius. She got like 600 points in her leave insert. She's so hardworking. She's a real normal person. Like she's not like yeah. up her own. Ho- she's just a 10 out of 10. 
I yeah. like I completely agree. Like I'm like, what do I do all day when that woman is like shooting shows off to Amazon? She's just and- so into into it as well. Like she's so into yeah. making great films and TV. Like she's just so passionate about it. Yeah. But so like they're good. doing so well. Like she joined that company at such a good time as well. Like yeah. all everything she's worked yeah, on. Yeah, elements. Yeah, they're full. Like they, they obviously had an incredible moment when the favor was so big. But they've done so many other little amazing shows. But yeah. now I think normal people. Oh my god, whatever could be Ashley. Like the role they're on now is yeah. just gonna skyrocket them. Like yeah. she will. Like she's sorry. She votes at the Emmys. Are you uh, joking? That's insane. Like, that intimidates it's me. Crazy. <laughs> I was incredibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think this is going to be our last little podcast, probably for a little while. Yeah, we had a little announcement. So we had a chat before, and we decided that because things are starting to open back up a little bit, and we've been doing this for a while now, that we think we should wrap up the the quarantelli. The quarantelli, yeah, it, it served a purpose, but you know, we do, we are able to like leave our our homes now. Like, yeah. albeit under limited circumstances. And we will be back very soon when yeah. the right series comes along that we can get our teeth stuck into and we will be back in a room together hopefully very soon as well because I miss it. I know. That's I know. it. Like, I'm so excited for our old format of, like, recapping the show with theories. Like, that's what I really yeah. miss. And this was brilliant. And it was seven or eight weeks of so much fun. Probably Therapy. Therapy. Yeah. Um, and I loved it, but I'm so excited to get back talking about a juicy show with a good oh. murder. So we want to thank everyone so much for listening every every week or every second week that we've been doing that and for sending in all your suggestions for everything that you're watching, which are so helpful. I love adding them to Mon List, which is the size of a small country at this stage. 100%. But I'm going to get through it, honey. I'm going to get through it. And just because we're not podcasting does not mean we're not active on social media. So keep chatting with us, particularly on Twitter. We want to hear what you're watching. We'll probably be popping up letting you guys know what we're watching, things that are coming up. Like, there's always stuff to chat about. Yeah, definitely. We're at TrimePod. Yes, and drop us an email if you want as well. TrimePod at gmail.com. We're there. We're ready. Please do. And guys, I'll miss you, but we'll be back and it'll be amazing. We will, yeah. Once we have a show that, like you say, we want to get our teeth stuck into, we'll be we'll be back here. Absolutely. Drop Martella season three. We know you have it ready on TV. <laughs> yeah, Fingers where is crossed. it? <sighs> yeah, where, hopefully like, soon, It's ready. Guys. Like, if she needs to do the last bit in her house on an iPhone, like, we'll pretend that bit didn't happen. We'll just put <laughs> just it Just edit it in. She'll be like, yeah, hello. Yeah, it in. <laughs> oh, gas. Right, well, I will talk to you very soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. Miss you. Chat to people on Twitter and keep watching great TV. Stay safe. Stay, stay home. Safe. Wash your hands. Shrine of Duty. There's only one thing I'm interested in. One thing only. And that's bent covers. Shrine of Duty. The official, unofficial podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.